ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our third division preview so far. We are at the halfway point of all six divisions, and we come over to the National League side of things once again with the NL East, a division that was home to the World Series champions, the Atlanta Braves. And But we will not be uh, previewing the Atlanta Braves. That will be a very special segment that will come out later this week with our friend of the pod, Henry Bentoncourt. So subscribe to No Doubter so you don't miss out on that. But we will cover the other four teams. And they're exciting teams. Uh, you know, they're teams that they got some star power. So that's what we're going to do for this episode. I'm your host, Barrett Boombostic, joined as always by my co-host, Travis T-Bone Lovely. What up, T-Money? How's it going? Man, it is good. It's uh, is the most wonderful sports time of year, the stretch between March through May. And, you know, that includes opening day, just uh, just a couple weeks away at this point. And, uh, yeah, I think it's opening day is April 7th, correct? That is correct. And then let me look at the calendar. Wait, don't tell me. <gasps> That's We're two, two weeks, weeks from today, our recording day, March 24th of this episode. Yes. So baseball is so close. It's just, yeah, know, once again, another one that was – Great things as part of this spring sports calendar uh, that we have at this time of year, the most wonderful time of year. Uh, yeah, for me, that is spring. And so, yeah, we are, we're going through these divisions, uh, counting down ultimately until we get to that day, uh, building up ultimately to what, what, as we get closer, right before opening day, will be a full on uh, our, our predictions at that point here. But yeah, we got to talk about the NL East today, uh, the, uh, the coastal division here and uh, uh it's yeah. got uh, yeah that's got the uh the teams with the loud mouth east coast sports media hyping them up <laughs> and maybe not some of them might not even being fully deserved here uh, <laughs> same story lights over and over again with them underperforming but i, I we will we, get more to that point later on here let's we <laughs> shall yes uh you know you got these the, that those east coast media people they're just so full of it but hey you know that's where the magic happens, right? So uh, we start things off by a city that is full of it, and that is Miami, Florida, who I will mention is going to be absent of the leadership of Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter left. He he, he, he saw left the, the train. He saw the nonsense of this offseason. It was like, yeah, this, is, this isn't a place if you actually love the game of baseball to be. And so he was just like, I'm out. <laughs> yes, he is. So... That is the team we are going to start off with, the Miami Marlins. Uh, the Miami Marlins, formerly known as the Florida Marlins, uh, before they just went all in on Miami. So uh, they've had better years. But a city this... that doesn't even really care that much about their team. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they cared about it so much, they named it after the city that doesn't even really care about them that much. So, uh, yes. I mean, how uh, that works. Genius move right there. But uh, we got to go to this team. We're going to do rotation relievers and lineup for all four of these teams. So we got to start off with these starters. And actually, believe it or not, it's actually not as bad. I think our running joke of these division previews is at least it's not the Pirates. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, the Marlins, they they look okay. Like coming yeah. down across things here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and that starts with here the starting pitching. So uh uh-huh. Let, let's break her down here. Yep. Uh, their starter's probably going to be Sandy Alcantara. Al- Alcantara. 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 There you go. And uh, his ERA is 3.67, which really isn't that bad. Um, 72.6 left on base percentage, 8.8 Ks per nine. He pitched 200 innings last year, 3.5 wins above replacement. All of this, uh, we're going to be referencing fan graphs for this episode. And, I mean, that's that's really not horrible. I mean, it's it's sub four. He's a three win pitcher. I mean, he's their ace for sure. Yeah. As, yeah. As far as innings go, it's a steep drop off from him in terms of the innings pitched. Uh, Sandy went deep into the games, whereas these other starters didn't go as deep. Uh, you got Pablo Lopez. 3.73 ERA, uh, 9Ks per nine. You have a 306 BABIP, 72.9 left on base percentage. Still not that bad. Uh, 2.6 wins above, above replacement. Uh, the other pitcher who has 2.6 wins above replacement is Trevor Rogers. Uh, this guy has a 3.56 ERA, 306 BABIP, uh, 10.2Ks per nine, which is pretty impressive. So, I mean, really, it's just... You know, the, those starting three, 
sub four ERAs, they're rock solid. But after that, it is a mystery. <laughs> oh man, uh, who can they put on that? Maybe the just the other two pitchers who were in their five from last year. You know, Alizier Hernandez pitched 128 innings pitched with a 4.61 ERA, one win above replacement. <laughs> 302 Babip, nine Ks for nine. Yeah, it's starting to get a little bit of a deep, you know, drop off there. And then, you know, Jesus Lazardo, 4.40 ERA, 0.9 war, nine Ks for nine. So your starting three are not terrible. They're actually, I mean, they've had moments of glory. Then four and five are just, yeah, for starting pitchers, it's really not that great. So uh, Miami, Miami. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, the starting, th- yeah. Sandy Alcantara, definitely a true ace for these guys. Uh, Lopez and Rogers, you've got the efficiency there, uh, just without as much of the endurance uh, going this deep in the games. Uh, Hernandez and Lazardo. Yeah. You're going to, you're just going to say, like, hey, I really hope that they provide more upside here. Um, and uh and endurance going further into games uh and really kind of emerging as uh true four and five guys here uh because yeah i mean you're looking at uh yeah kind of yeah i mean this is just pitching alone that's that's like a 500 team kind of pitching mm-hmm. right there starting wise there you go so but if their starters can't get it done the relievers can right and as far as relievers I mean, they're not lights out relievers, but again, it's not terrible. Yeah. Dylan Floro, this guy pitched six, 67 innings last year, 8 Ks per 9, 371 ERA with a 307 BABIP and a 72.7 left on base percentage. Um, not terrible. Um, I mean, it, you definitely want it to be better for a closer, but I mean, it's... That guy had moments of glory last year. Uh, you got Anthony Bender, 3.79 ERA. Richard Blair, 3.54. Then you start getting into the four ERAs with Anthony Bass, 4.22. Zach Pop, 4.11. Steven Eckert, 4.15. I mean, all their wars are very similar. Ks per nine, pretty similar. Anthony Bender, 9.7 Ks per nine. I mean, overall pitching, it's just, it's not screaming, you know, excellence. Last year, however, they did finish better than the Marlins, uh, the Nationals, so I say they were still at a 67 and 95 record, which is pretty appalling. And I just don't know if they made the moves over the offseason to really change it that much. Their runs allowed. While it wasn't as bad as the Phillies, and it wasn't as, I mean, the Nationals was atrocious. So it was actually pretty competitive, Um, but we're going to get to their lineup in a second, and their lineup is non-existent. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so even though their pitching is not terrible, it's just, you need both components. So with that, we got to go on over to this, the starting lineup for the envy of the world Miami Marlins (laughs) and uh, they do have one cool guy on there who we will get to but we gotta work our way up there starting at the catching position Jacob Stallings he's slashing 246, 321, 370 not a whole lot of power (laughs) right there despite that it is three wins above replacement so Jacob Stallings I mean that's uh, not not going to really hit for power, but um, he'll he'll make something happen. <laughs> so uh, he's a, he's a solid catcher. Moving on over to first base with Jesus Aguilar, slashing two fifty eight, three thirty three, four forty nine, one point two wins above replacement. You're starting to get up there a little bit. Um, <laughs> not one of the best first basemen by a long shot, but um, you know he's you know he's solid. Yeah, I like to see the slugging percentage a little bit better, just for that sort of uh, sort of uh, batting average um, and on base percentage. But gets the job done. 
Yeah, he gets the job done. But then we move over to a flashy rookie, one of the most exciting players in the league, and that is second baseman Jazz Chisholm. Um, while last year he was technically below average in terms of OPS, he hit 18 bombs last year and slashed 248, 303 with a 425 slugging, 728 OPS. So the guy's got swag. And at the second base position, you want the swag. And he will bring that swag with his different colored hair, popping it. And he he has only he can only go up at this point. So dripping so much swag, just call it swagoo. <laughs> exactly. So uh yeah, he's definitely one of the most popular players. He fits in with the culture of Miami. Let's just say that. So Moving on over to third base, Brian Anderson, slashing 247, 332, 411, 1.8 wins above replacement. Not terrible. Um, you know, that's pretty, you know, it's solid. It definitely could be worse for sure. Um, and then you got your your shortstop, Miguel Rojas. Again, not a whole lot of power out of this guy. Uh, he's slashing 267, 322, um, 382, 2.4 wins above replacement. He's more of a, of a you know of an average hitter and bat bat for average hitter. He's um, he's not definitely not average. I mean he's a little above average, but he's more of a hitter instead of a slugger. Um, and he's got a pretty quick glove. So again, it's just this team is. It's 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 underrated in a lot of respects. It doesn't get a lot of respect, <laughs> but um, you know we'll see. And then moving to the outfield, where things get interesting because they acquired they did acquire someone, and the person they acquired is the world's the reigning World Series MVP. I'm of course talking about Jorge Soler. That's right. That man is going to be hitting it up in Miami. He's slashing 236, 331, and 477. This guy can hit bombs. He can hit them over the moon. And so, Miami fans, you got to be happy at least for that guy. Um, pulling up some more stats on him on baseball reference. He hit 27 bombs last year, and man... Again, he's uh, below average in terms of OPS plus, but ninety-seven. But I mean, do, I mean, y'all watch the World Series. This guy was a stud. <laughs> so, um, whether they put him in left field or at the DH position, he's going to do good things. Moving on over to the center field, Jesus Sanchez slashing 249, 313, 451, 1.1 wins above replacement with a 324 Woba. Not bad either. Um, it's just you really don't have guys. They're not screaming, you know, MVP. But, I mean, you put the right moves together and they could be on the ascendancy. In fact, Jesus Sanchez was above average with a 116 OPS plus, according to baseball reference, an 808 OPS, which that is rock solid out of any player. So I don't care who you are. So, I mean, they, they just don't get the love down in Miami that they deserve. But... Who knows? They might surprise people this year. They're not winning the division, but they got the young blood, and it's 12 teams in the playoff, right? So you're telling me there's a chance? Dumb and dumber. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they'll believe this year. So, And then rounding out the lineup, um, in right field, you're probably going to have Avisal Garcia. He's slashing 260, 322, 438. Uh, needs to get his walks up for sure, but the guy hits for a little bit more power. Uh, 1.1 wins above replacement. And overall, just he rock solid in terms of the outfield. Avisal Garcia hit 29 bombs last year, believe it or not, and is also above average. One at 117 wins above replacements, 30 years old, uh, providing that veteran presence on the in the outfield. Uh, with all National League teams, the DH is going to be interesting. They could put Jorge in DH. They could put him in left. They're probably going to do a little bit of both. Um, as far as another DH hitter, um, Fangraphs pro- projects Garrett Cooper slashes 262, 344, 435 uh, with a 0.5 war. I mean, very, very 
you know, in terms of war, I mean, it's just very consistent throughout. And it's just consistently, you know, underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not consistently bad, but it's just like just consistently either slightly below or slightly above average. You know, you don't have guys who are just like Bryce Harpers or Juan Sotos. And um, really, you need a couple of those, um, ideally. So, <laughs> because you have the slightly below, slightly above average, but then if you have some actual playmakers, then maybe that can help you push it over the edge. But I'm not their front office, so <laughs> I'm not going to be making those decisions. But, you know, overall, it's not terrible. Uh, uh, our go-to saying is, at least they're not the Mar- the Pirates. <laughs> so, uh, Miami, Miami. You, you can have a good time down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the, this looks like a looks like a 500 or just below 500 type of team. Like, once again, the expanded playoff field, they have a chance here. Uh, but this is a lot of guys that, you know, are, are decent getting on base. Um, but, uh, you know, just slugging percentages are very below average um, across yeah. the board here. Uh, you know, this is a, the type of team that, you know, they're going to be, you're going to hope for a lot more, like, better kind of situational awareness, hitting that uh, on that side of things, uh, maybe getting some, playing some small ball to get runs across. Uh, really hoping that you know you you hold the fort down defensively um, there, and I mean yeah, you've got you've got some big bats and stuff that you're dealing with across uh, across this division here. So you're just gonna you're definitely gonna be leaning on the on your pitching and your defense probably to uh, to carry you a bit more if you want to have a chance and uh, uh, go above some expectations. I think are probably for this team this year. Yeah, I think if their pitching does about as well as it did last year and their offense actually steps up, then, you know, they could, you know, it's basically, it's like, who will finish last? And if they do what I just said, it might not be them. So, uh, but they're going to be duking it out for, you know, who will be finishing last with a team who did finish last, last year. And that was the Washington Nationals. So tragic. They win the World Series in 2019 and then two years later, they're at the bottom of the division. What a fall from grace, this team. But as you'll find out, this team, they got some guys and, you know, let's just say that they're going to be coming in. They want revenge. They want to get back to that glory. And as technically, as far as ERAs, their starters pitching their starting pitchers are actually worse than the Miami Marlins as a whole, even though they got some notable names and playmakers. I mean, last year they gave up 820 runs, which was the most, it was the worst runs allowed in the NL East and uh, pitching wise. It hasn't really materialized. You look at their rotation, Patrick Corbin, who's actually solid 433 ERA, uh, 8.4 Ks per nine, 73% left on base percentage, 315 Babbitt with 2.2 wins above replacement. Yeah, it's still above four, but ERA, but it's not terrible. Steven Strasburg, the World Series MVP from 2019. He is currently battering it battling a neck injury in his day-to-day. Last year, he was 409 ERA with a 403 whip, 2.4 wins above replacement, 9.3 Ks per nine, 308 BABIP. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It's not screaming stellar, but it's it's okay. But then the drop-off begins. (laughs) And just with Josiah Gray, who... You know, I saw him pitched actually today in a spring training game, and he's not terrible, at least at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that, that ERA is uh, is a little concerning. Yeah, 4.82 ERA, 9.6 Ks per nine, 303 BABIP, and six, uh, 72.2 left on base percentage, 1.3 wins above replacement. Yeah, it's kind of a steep drop off there. Uh, it doesn't get any better after that. So it's like, who's going to be <laughs> after your one-two punch of Corbin and Strasburg, who are, you know, they're, I mean, they're pretty, you know, decent. Uh, who's going to be after Gray? <laughs> Anibal Sanchez, maybe <laughs> 5.61 ERA. Yikes, now we're getting into Pirates territory. <laughs> Over here, six, uh, no, 9.6 Ks per nine. Uh, no, 6.7 Ks per nine. My my apologies. 68.3 left on base percentage, 310 BABIP. 
Uh, it's just, it's gross. And then it doesn't get any better today with Paulo Espino, uh, 5.30 ERA, 7.5 Ks per nine, 68.9 left on base percentage. Again, it's just these guys, uh, nationals, you just need pitching. Uh, the glory days of Scherzer Strasburg are gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, it's scary to look at this. I don't even want to look at this anymore. This, yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. move on to relief if you'd like. Oh, yeah. We'll go to relief. And, you know, only one person has a sub four ERA. <laughs> Everyone else is 40 with fives. <laughs> I mean, you got Kyle Finnegan, 4.17 ERA with 9.4 Ks for nine, 314 BABIP, uh, 0.5 wins above replacement. You know, if that's the best you got, it ain't that good. <laughs> and it doesn't get any better than that. Steve Chisick, 5.63 ERA. Tanner Rainey, 4.53. Austin Voth, 4.87. Sean Doolittle, he's got a good personality, but it's a 4.56 ERA. Will Harris, uh, who used to go and pitch for the Houston Astros, he has the best ERA of the bunch with a 3.97 because that's just how Astros pitchers do it. So, I don't know. I mean, that Will Harris, 72.9% lift on base percentage, 311 BABIP, 9.1 Ks for 9. Really, just the whole nine yards, it's just like nobody screams great. <laughs> it's just, it's not Pirates bad. Well, relief pitching, it's 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 getting closer. Uh, starters, it's you got a one-two punch and then a drop off from there. But I just don't know if they can do much better yeah, than I've, last year. I, I've got my thoughts here on this whole team in a second, but let, let's let's move on to the to lineup where hopefully we see something better here. <laughs> lineup moments of glory. Well, we'll get there eventually. It'll take us a while to get there, but we will eventually get there. But it'll be towards the end. But we have <laughs> to get <laughs> we have to get everybody there due. Uh catcher Kbert Ruiz t- slashing 269-328-463 is a 2.2 win player, which hey, I mean for a catcher, that's actually pretty rock solid. The guy hits for power, he hits for average. Man, underrated in a lot of respects. So uh, starting off good so far over at first base. The good times keep on coming. Um, uh, Josh Bell slashing 267, 355, 496. Man, a slugging's almost in the 500s. That's ridiculous. 2.2 wins above replacements. I mean, these guys, it's just, that's a good one-two punch right there. These guys, I've seen worse wars from... Uh, two studs there. Second base, Cesar Hernandez, slashing 254, 328, 391, 1.2 wins above replacement. Um, you know, second base notoriously is not going to hit for a lot of power, and this is definitely no exception. But, um, I mean, let's just hope it's gloves going to be good this year. <laughs> uh, as far as third base, normally it would be Carter kaboom but he is on the 60 day il so what uh, a small name as uh <laughs> kaboom i'm probably mispronouncing it but still it's uh it's a great name kaboom so then they will put in someone who doesn't have as cool of a name but is still a cool dude michael franco he slashes 240 290 407 0.2 wins above replacement um yeah it's for a third baseman uh, it's, it's definitely subpar, but I mean, you got Carter who's going to be out for the foreseeable future, so you got to make do with what you got. And then uh, the flashiest position, shortstop, Alcides Escobar, slashing 245, 293, 352. <laughs> That's not great. <laughs> none, none of that. He has a whopping 0.0 wins above replacement, which means he is very replaceable. <laughs> he is incredibly replaceable. I mean, at this point, why not put in Luis Garcia? I mean, this guy's got better numbers 269, 309, 440 with a 0.6 wins above replacement. Yeah, I mean, you're not going from Escobar to a Correa, but you're making 
<laughs> incremental changes, but we'll see. So, I mean, besides the catcher in first base so far in the infield, I mean, you know, but the rest of the infielders are just, they're really, really just not stellar. <laughs> so, uh, let's see if the outfield's going to be any better, right? Well, you have one really, 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 really good guy who we will get to eventually. But besides him, let's just say that, uh, yikes. Um, left field, Lane Thomas, slashing 237, 320-419, 0.5 wins above replacement. Um, you know, a little bit of power, um, but just, you know, that's a pretty low batting average, 237. <laughs> Let's just be honest there. Uh, you go in over, over to center field, Victor Robles. He slashes 237, 319, 376, 1.3 wins of replacement. Again, not a lot of power there uh, and a pretty low average. So it's not looking great. But then the shining star, the face of the Washington Nationals, someone who came up second in MVP voting last year. For the ageless veteran, the man who you don't want out in the outfield playing any sort of defense. <laughs> oh, uh, well, no, no, we're not there quite yet. So, oh, uh, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, you, I, I know you want to talk about uh, the ageless wonder eventually, but we have someone who is infinitely better than him. We Sorry, have someone I'm just, who... I've just been bored kind of so far with these guys that we've been going through <laughs> here. So, give me some excitement, boom. I'm going to give you an incredible amount of excitement because this man right here finished second in MVP and he is just, he's not willing to take any extensions. He is going to, when he becomes a free agent, um, I don't think he's, maybe he's got a few more years left, but when he does, he's going to get paid. I'm of course talking about Juan Soto, right fielder. These numbers, guys, they're scary. <laughs> they're, I mean, marvel at it. Just sit back, prepare to marvel at the, the majesty that is Juan Soto. According to the baseball reference, he has a 313. Last year, he had a 313 batting average, 465 on base percentage, on base percentage. And a 534 slugging, 175 OPS plus, and a league best 999 OPS, 7.1 wins above replacement. Dang. <laughs> that, that is superstar status for sure. It is superstar status. Uh, he, he walked more than he struck out last year. Uh, he was the only... Um, MVP candidate who did that uh, in any league. Uh, he walked a league best 145 times. And he only struck out 93 times. <laughs> That's an incredible ratio right there. Strikeouts to walks. Uh, this guy, he's an absolute stud. Uh, he's played for four years and uh, he's probably going to have three more years left because I think they delayed his start in the first year. So enjoy him while you got him, Washington Nationals fans, because that guy's going to go bye-bye and he's going to get like $500 million <laughs> or something like that because he's worth every penny. This guy is stupid good. Nobody gives him the credit because he plays with the Nationals. But that guy has like a better wins above replacement than like the entire lineup combined. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, man, it's it's funny how you know the Nationals. They're an East Coast team, but it's like they're they're like the nerdy the group out there. I mean, it's yeah, it's Washington D.C. is a very nerdy city. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> there's more uh, there's more uh, uh, MBAs and law degrees and uh, and med school grads like uh, per capita for every square block probably than you're going to get in the rest of the U.S. So it's just like yeah, there there there's no cool factor. I feel like for Washington that you're going to get out of New York or even, you know, just kind of like the, the, the endearing kind of gritty factor uh, that, that, that you get out of Philly. And exactly. I just have to ask you, boom. I mean, it's the, 
from what we're, we've seen so far here, just looking at all this here on the nationals, like I don't really have a lot of strong conviction for these guys. I mean, are really, is this a better team than the Marlins? I mean, let's be honest here. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we've got a couple of superstars here, like, but uh, that's, I guess maybe one true superstar and a couple of other pretty solid guys here uh, in this lineup. But you know, we, we've seen really the the shakiness of the pitching, like really kind of glaring compared to to the Marlins yeah. here. I uh, I'm not really feeling too great about uh, about the Nationals this year. If I'm to be honest, no, no, I'm not feeling great either. But you know what they are going all in on besides pitching, which they should have. But hey, they want to take advantage of that designated hitter. And now we finally make our ultimate uh, stop at the ageless wonder who you wanted to refer to so badly. And that is Nelson Cruz. Uh, Nelson Cruz, one of the best DHs out there who the national league will benefit from him immensely. Nelson Cruz slashing 263, 336, 492. That guy mashes, 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 mashes. And oh, they would love it. So I guess their game plan is it's just going to be we're, we're going to outscore our opponents. <laughs> the guy hit 32 bombs last year, 130 OPS plus, which is well above average. Uh, 2.5 wins above replacement. Um, so I guess you're going to go and see games and you're going to see the mash, but. <laughs> they're still going to finish below 500 <laughs> in my opinion. So uh, sad times, sad times, but now we move on to two more competitive teams. We're going to start off with the Phillies. The Phillies finished second last year, six and a half games behind world series champions, the Braves, but the Phillies did add some people. So, you know, we'll get there eventually. Start off in, with pitching, as always, and it starts to look a little better. You got Aaron Nola, who has a 369 ERA, 10.3 Ks per nine, 74.4 left on base percentage. Pretty rock solid. 4.1 wins above replacements, which is stellar. Very stellar. Uh, very underrated. Uh, you got Kyle Gibson with a 461 ERA, uh, 7.8. K per nine, 1.8 wins above replacement. Yeah, pretty steep drop off right there. But then you have a Cy Young candidate pitcher here. He is the rising star who is currently battling a shoulder injury, but should, um, if not ready by opening day, it'll be, you know, in the, in the next few weeks. And that is Zach Wheeler. This guy's got some good numbers, people. 3.44 ERA, uh, 4.8 wins above replacement, which for a starting pitcher is absolutely lights out. Stellar. 9.3 Ks per nine, 73.6% left on base percentage, 2.2 walks per nine innings, which that's pretty impressive right there. So... Looking pretty good so far, but that's just that's just three people. Um, as far as four and five, I mean, it, I mean, it's not going to be terrible. Uh, Ranger Suarez, three point nine four ERA, two point seven wins above replacement. Zach Eflin is currently battling some knee problems, but hopefully he'll be back in. And when he does, he'll have a four thirty five ERA, one point nine wins above replacement. So when all is said and done. Nola and, and Wheeler are one-two punch. You get down into the second tier with Suarez, Gibson, and Eflin, and you're still pretty good. You got high three ERAs, low fours, and, I mean, it, it's not terrible. And last year, uh, the Phillies, while they gave up a lot of runs, they also scored a lot of runs. But we will get to the scoring eventually. But... Now we get to uh aspect of their lineup, which is, yeah, you, you can make an argument it's their weakest spot. <laughs> That's relief. Uh, Jose Alvarado, 3.74 ERA. Um, and then you got uh, Familia with a 4.15 ERA. Brad Hand, 4.08. Corey N uh, Nebel, 3.77. Uh, Connor Bra. Brogdon, 4.30. Uh, Saranthoni with a 4.10. So it's just got all these guys who are just 
they're hovering into the fours. It's not stellar by any stretch. Uh, Alvarado, 11.8 Ks per nine, 75.7 left on base percentage. Those are all pretty rock solid for uh, for a relief. And you can even argue it's pretty, you know, steady. But it's just not screaming. It's not screaming, you know, lights out. Yeah. There's just not a ton of depth here on this list. <laughs> nope. But let's let's go to the other side and see if the the you know the lineup is any better. Which uh, newsflash it is. There are also some they they also went in on the flashy lineup, which same as the Nationals. They just want to outscore everybody, and we'll see if that'll work. So. Starting at the catching position, JT Ralmuto. He's slashing 257, 329, 445, 3.6 wins above replacement. That is really good. And in all honesty, guys, this guy's one of the best catchers in the National League. And so they can rest assured with that because a 3.6 war for a catcher, that's really, really good. <laughs> this guy, he hits for power. And vastly underrated I guess I don't know I mean the guy hit 17 bombs last year and he's a 110 OPS plus um, you know the guy who's going to be making your calls he's good stuff guys and moving on to first it just it, it doesn't get that much worse Reese Hoskins guys slashing 238 351 494 2.5 wins above replacement uh, 360 Woba and get out of here. This guy's good. Nice. It's all good stuff so far. Uh, moving on over to second base. The good times just keep on coming with Juan Segura. 281, 334, 416, 2.3 wins above replacement. Just solid the whole nine yards. It's not, you know, I mean, it could be a whole lot worse. I mean, it's so far, this is these are the guys who got him that offense last year offensively they were the second best in the nl east and it was because of guys like these so it's a lot more excitement it's not the nationals and the marlins we're actually we have some names to be excited about uh, third base alec Baum. uh this guy is slashing 263 326 416 1.5 win above replacement again the guy still hits for a little bit of power there and a pretty decent average and then, shortstop. Uh, their weak spot so far in this lineup. Didi Gregorius. Yeah. He played for the Yankees. And he's tapered off big time. The guy slashes 247, 303, 426, one win above replacement. Really, it's just, he's got a little bit of power there, but uh, defensively, he's not that great either. So yikes so he's just kind of there <laughs> he is he is kind of there <laughs> but um, let's move on to the outfield because the outfield just got a little bit more exciting and that's because they picked up an all-star this all-star's name nick castellanos in left field slashing 278 335 513 slugging 1.5 wins above replacement okay I've ever seen um, his numbers are off the charts. I mean, last year for crying out loud, he had 34 bombs, 136 OPS plus, well above average. So get excited, Philly. This guy's going to come up. He's going to mash, mash, mash. Uh, moving on into center field, um, you know, you have Adubel Herrera's battling an injury, you know. He would, he would go there if he's not ready for opening day. You could put in Matt Verling. But uh, I think Odubel is probably going to, you know, become the, the starter eventually. And when he does, last year he had a 264, 317, 427, 0.9 wins above replacements. Really, I mean, these guys mash. I mean, there's all these guys, their slugging numbers are, you know, they're, they're about where you want them to be. But then we had the face the Philadelphia Phillies, the reigning NL MVP 
the one, the only, Bryce Harper, the chosen one. <laughs> I can't never leave him. Do, do you hear that? Is that the is that the faint chant of overrated? I hear in the distance <laughs> coming from opposing wow. team ballparks everywhere. <laughs> You're gonna call a guy who won the MVP overrated? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, you can do that if you want. Uh, going on, <laughs> what? I, think, I think you know when I when we had our list of overrated players uh, back on a you previous put episode. On? I'm, yeah, I put them on there. If I remember correctly. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's. It, I just you know you maybe it's more he's easy to hate kind of at the, this point in time right now and i think maybe there's you will look at him as maybe potentially the possibility of being a more complete player but hey man mashes so uh you cannot deny that powerful lefty bat um this guy had according to baseball reference 5.9 wins above replacement slash 309 429 615 slugging, which is stupid. 1.044 OPS, 179 OPS plus. Those offensive numbers are stupid good. And I just I don't I don't think he's gonna drop off at any time. He's still he's 28 years old and getting absolutely paid handsomely, upwards of over 300 plus million dollars a year. And while deserving of the MVP, he won it with the Nationals in 2015, and he won another one last year. So he's just adding to those accolades for sure. And over at the DH position, they picked up uh, the man who he hit a ton of homers last year, and he will again. Kyle Schwarber, another lefty bat. Uh, man, their offense just keeps getting better and better. Slashing 247, 352, 519, 1.4 wins above replacement. You know, Kyle Schwarber, oh man, he would have been such a great fit in Boston. But alas, he goes to Philly. <laughs> he hit 32 bombs last year, and they're going to love him. They're going to love him up in Philly. So overall, pretty solid team. You know, the offense is there. The pitching is not. <laughs> the pitching will be their downfall. And... Let's just say for our final team for this episode, it might just be the inverse, you know. <laughs> but we'll actually dissect it a little bit, see if we can come to that conclusion. I'm, of course, talking about the team that is living under the Yankee shadow, a team that doesn't get any respect in the great state of New York. It's I'm Long Island's team. The Queens, technically, from the yeah. Borough Queens. Yeah, uh, which is on Long Island. Yes, they are one of the same. I've I've been to New York. Totally, no, I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm of course talking about the New York Mets, and they they're paying a guy over forty million dollars a year to be arguably in their. He's not going to be their ace, but he will be their number two, uh, which I will go to him second. Uh, ideally, we will go to a man who was undis indisputably the best pitcher in baseball. He was plagued with injuries last year. Uh, before he was injured, you know, he was set to have the best year of any pitcher in it, baseball history. But his shoulder is just, it's just bothering the heck out of him. Will he be 100% healthy this year? We will see, because we're, of course, talking about Jacob deGrom. This guy, his numbers are scary. Uh... I mean, what can I say? This guy, he's the best. And if you if you think anybody else is the best, you're flat out wrong. Um, there is only one right answer, and that is Jacob Degrom. Last year, one point zero eight ERA, a zero point five five four WHIP, one hundred forty six strikeouts, five wins above replacements, all according to. A baseball reference man the guy won rookie of the year he's a two-time Cy Young winner and he is the pride and joy who can't get no run support <laughs> from the New York Mets coming in in a very close second Max Scherzer Max Scherzer 3.25 ERA 11.9 Ks per nine a very impressive 298 BABIP 4.5 wins above replacement it's just Mad Max 
what what all can you say? I mean, these guys got so many Cy Youngs between the two of them. It's just it's ridiculous. They're just the one two punch. They're just um you know, it's just like the two punch that uh, the Schilling and Johnson one two punch of the Diamondbacks, but it's DeGrom Scherzer. So uh, then a close third, it doesn't get any worse. Chris Bassett, who they got from the A's, uh, 3.90 ERA, 8.6 Ks per nine, um, 72.4 left on base percentage, 2.5 wins above replacements. Just Chris just the measly 2.5 wins above replacement. Oh, yeah. I mean, so you're one, two, scrub. What a scrub compared to DeGrom at Scherzer, maybe. But Bassett, I mean, I, I mean, exactly. Yeah. I've, I mean, Bassett is no slouch, guys. I mean, he is a very solid pitcher. He could arguably be the A's ace, but the A's got rid of their A's <laughs> and got away. So one, two, three punch right there for sure. Four and five is a different story. Carlos Carrasco, 4.08 ERA, 9.3 Ks, two wins above replacement. So starting to get upward, upwards of four ERAs. And then you got Taiwan Walker, who is battling a knee injury, but we'll come back. He's definitely got the worst of the bunch. 4.53 ERA, 8.4 Ks per nine, 1.1 win above replacements, 71.6% left on base percentage. So overall, one, two, three punch, four and five. They are four and five for a reason. But really, I mean, if you got a one, two, three punch, it doesn't matter what four and five do. And if they do anything, if they amount to anything, it's just a, it's a plus. <laughs> so, uh, looking fantastic so far. And really, when you get to relief, it's not, it's really, you're not tapering off that much. You got Edwin Diaz, a very impressive 13.4 Ks per nine, 79.4 left on base percentage. My goodness, 2.97 ERA. That's crazy good. 1.6 wins above replacement for a reliever. It's no wonder he's their closer. I mean, this guy, that's fantastic right there. And then it drops off a little bit, but not that much. All these all these rest of the guys, they are sub for ERA pitchers. Adam Adovino, 3.87. Seth Lugo, 3.81. Trevor May, baby, 3.64. Miguel Castro, 3.88. These guys, they're solid. I mean... I'd put my money on this lineup or, you know, on this pitching staff. Uh, it's just overall, I mean, they're fantastic. And really, they had the best, second best uh, runs allowed in the NL East. And, I mean, we went over the Braves roster, which y'all will hear uh, later this week. And, I mean, it can be comparable to the Braves I mean, uh, pitching staff. I mean, it's just when when these pitchers, when they get it right, I mean, they can make it happen. So it's their pride and joy. But now we go to the Achilles heel of the Mets. And that is the lack of run support. The envy of DeGrom. Uh, it is the lineup, of course. Oh, the Mets. They were making a run at it last year to win the division, but they fell very, very far from grace. <laughs> so, uh, but let's do it. The bats final colder than January in New York. <laughs> exactly. So, and we had one particular player who massively underperformed and we will get to him in a second, but until then, we have the catcher, James McCann. James McCann slashing 233, 292, 369. None of those are stellar, but hey, it's the catcher, so can't expect too much from it. We go on over to the reigning home run derby champion. I feel like this guy will win every year because that's just how he rolls. Pete Alonzo, first base. Man, this guy, 
This guy can mash it like no other. Slashing 260, 351, 541 slugging, 3.7 wins above replacement. My goodness. Oh, Pete. He can't get no respect because he plays for the wrong side of town. They <laughs> love him. He hit 37 bombs last year, 134 OPS plus. This guy's good. I don't care what anybody says. He is oh so good. You going over to second base, and it's not too shabby. Jeff McNeil, 281, 346, 429, 1.8 wins above replacement. As far as I'm concerned, that's stellar. You're hitting for decent average. You're hitting for some power as well. You're getting on base. This guy's underrated. <laughs> Let me just say that. I mean... For for sure. I mean, second base, I feel like, is an underrated position, period. But this guy's even more so is underrated. It's because the Mets don't do anything. But, I mean, I'd be, I'd be over them. I'd be totally happy with this guy as a second baseman. I mean, those numbers don't lie. So, we go on over to third base. Newly acquired Eduardo Escobar, slashing 244, 304, 448, 1.9 wins above replacement. Eduardo Escobar, solid third baseman, let me tell you. This guy hit 28 bombs last year, 109 OPS plus, so little above average, but an improvement for the Mets at third base, which is what they desperately needed, and not too shabby. And then we go to the man who is getting paid, paid, but so far amounting to nothing. And that is Francisco Lindor, slashing 258, 333, 466, 4.9 wins above replacement. He had a rocky start last year, Trav. Uh, Francisco Lindor, and they gave him so much crap, so much crap. <laughs> but he kind of turned it around towards the end, and it was quietly turned it around, shall I say. Hit 20 bombs last year, 101 OPS plus, which is barely, basically average. So, But the Mets can't afford to get, they're not paying this guy to play average, Travis. They're playing this guy to be a stud, and so far he has not been. <laughs> But I don't know. Will he be a stud this year? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but if he can't be, you have a lot. You have an outfield that could back him up for sure. Left field, also acquired from the A's. Mark Canna. Very underrated. This guy mashes 235, 352, 412 slugging, 1.8 wins above replacement. Rock solid as I have ever seen it. This guy, watch out. He was a scary good pickup. And left field. Center field, Brandon Nimmo. Slashing 258, 379, 430, 3.5 wins above replacement. My goodness gracious. This this man, Brandon Nimmo, uh, watch out. Another underrated center fielder. Yeah, he only hit eight bombs, but his numbers are fantastic. Yeah, he's not going to hit him over the fence, but he's well above average in terms of getting on base. His OPS plus is 132. That's stupid over average right there. So you don't need him to hit a lot of bombs. The guy makes stuff happen. So uh, nothing to worry about, guys. And then you have a guy who I'm very excited about. He's currently battling an oblique injury, but, uh, you know, we'll probably get over that. That is Starling Marte. Yes, Starling Marte is an absolute stud. Last year, he hit 12 bombs, uh, slashed 310, 383, 458, with a 132 OPS plus, and he stole 47 bases last year. 47 what is this the old days take your eye off that man you cannot Uh, i mean he gets on base watch out (laughs) oh man 4.7 wins above replacement according to baseball reference this guy is good he's real good so maybe that's gonna help them you know the Mets. steve cohen went on a rampage he got canna he got Marte. 
got Escobar. I think I think they're going to score some more runs overall, especially if Lindor gets back to his stud form. So watch out for these guys. They they're going to be a sleeper team. And with the twelve team playoff, I would like to hope that they could be one of the favorites to be a wild card team. I mean, you might you probably. I mean, because you have three spots. It's not one. It's three. So. Looking good, guys. Uh, DH is probably going to be Robinson Cano. He slashed 259, 308, 404. Um, I mean, it's not amazing, but it's I've seen worse. So <sighs> there you have it. The NL East. It is a it's a classic division full of storied franchises. So there you go. Uh Mets, you think they can do it this time around, Trav? <laughs> I'm gonna need to see it. <laughs> like on paper, it looks great. I, I man, you've got you've got the pitching. It comes down to the top teams here in this division. You've got the pitching with the Mets uh, <clears throat> head down the Jersey Turnpike. The bats are hot. Philly. Uh, you know, you, you would like to think that, that your defense uh, is going to ultimately win you championships, but uh, man, I've got to see, I've got to see the bats there to, to support it here for these Mets. So, you know, even with the, even with not having as much of the depth with uh, on the mound with the Phillies, I've got to give the Phillies an edge right now. Uh, mm. in this division. I, uh, Interesting. I just, sorry. I just, just got to see it with the Mets right now. The, the Phillies have more of my respect at the moment. Hmm. Philly's pitching is not there, for instance, but I don't know, Trav. I think the Mets are going to surprise you. Uh, I think it's going to be a. I, th- I mean, they oh, they underperformed last year massively, and they fell from grace, and it was oh so glorious <laughs> how much they fell from grace. But I think they've made the right moves in order to be competitive, and they're going to be competitive for a wildcard spot. And we will go over the Braves later this week because they are the defending champs with our with our esteemed correspondent Henry Bentoncourt. So you know, stick around for that. We will. We got. We got to do it special because right because the Braves. I mean. They're the defending champs, and they deserve an extra special spot, just like we did with the White Sox. But that that's wrapping up our NL East. So we're officially halfway through. Three down, three to go. Uh, baseball's two weeks away as of the time of this recording, so we're going to be there with you the whole way. Yes, sir, we will. Friends, it's been another great episode of No Doubter. We've loved talking about the NL East this evening. Uh, y'all go ahead and do us a favor. And if you are not subscribed already to No Doubter, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Google, Apple, Spotify, the list goes on and on. Wherever you can find podcasts, you can find No Doubter. Subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these previews and any of our great guests that we have on our show. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review if you've enjoyed No Doubter. You can like us on Facebook. We are available, both the podcast and myself, uh, and my co-host boom we are available on twitter and instagram podcast no doubter pod for both twitter and instagram and then on twitter boom myself at boombostic 21 and at travis lawfully let's talk about our patreon real quick we revamped our patreon recently we have a couple of people that want to shout out here our longest standing patron mr tad bostic and then our newest patron producer uh, who is part of the legend level of there. He has jumped all the way to the top, uh, going all in early on here. That is Mr. Don Hale. We cannot thank these gentlemen enough here. They are helping make sure that this program can keep continuing to go and grow. And we really appreciate their support. Take a look at our patron. We've got a, uh, we've got, uh, several different levels you can join. Uh, you know, the, Rookie and the prospect and rookie levels are two dollars and five dollars, respectively. They have just kind of our introductory level here. I have a couple of common, uh, you know, things that uh, that you know help us out here, just in, in their offers to you, uh, in terms of giving you priority for the mailbag and then giving you shout outs. Um, you can see, uh, here on this program, like we just did with uh, with Tad and Don. Um, invite you to take a look at all the tiers and what we offer here with our program. We also have a merch store through our partner at T Public. Baseball hats, uh, baseball shirts, excuse me. We don't have hats, unfortunately, at this uh, this point in time right now. <laughs> but baseball shirts, hoodies, phone cases, crew neck sweaters, T-shirts, and more. 
stuff for the whole family, stuff that you can put on your desk, things, you know, that have no debtor logo on it there that when you are talking to people and if somebody asks, Hey, what's no debtor, you can tell them that we're an up and coming baseball podcast and that we would love uh, for them to be a part of the journey and start listening to us as well. You'll see all these important links in the description below here. Uh, boom. Send us out. Let our good friends here in no doubter nation, give them a reminder of what we like them to do at the end of every episode and into the next week. And as at the end of every episode, at the end of every chapter in your life, uh, no matter what you're doing, be sure to go to your life and bat 400, always swing for the fences. It's the only way to go. And if you do that, there will be no regrets. Hashtag no regrets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There you go. So, and on that weird note, we say goodbye and stick around. Plenty more baseball action coming your way later this week. This episode of No Data was produced by Eric Bostick and Travis Lockley and edited by Travis Boster. Our logo was designed by Lindsay Silblick. 